If you want to make your dream become reality, the people that are running after that dream know they're going to have hard times. They keep on running because they're saying within themselves, I'm the one, I'm the one. No matter how bad it is or how bad it gets, I'm going to make it. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And I am here to give you the Sunday sermon. I can't say, I feel bad saying the the, Lord's Day. The mother effing CEO <laughs> on Sunday, but yeah. then like later in the podcast, I'm going to drop f bombs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, but I it does know. it does provide a little bit of a distinction. I'm making opening. an effort. Yeah, I'm making an effort. Yeah. All right. That's good. So here we are. And before we get to business, um, just to remind you guys, we have an iTunes review contest going on where the winners will be flown to St. Louis, be treated like kings and queens, get to sit down, have strategy, have coaching with me. And then uh, we're going to take you out to a nice Kings and Queens dinner. We're going to, Vaughn's going to feed you grapes and fan <laughs> you with, uh, and Tyler's going to fan you with big leaves. And dude, it, and they're, they're going to This will definitely influence who is chosen. Yes. <laughs> and that's who they're, what's that mean? Oh, I don't know. You just made it real awkward, dude. I know. Very I'm just awkward. saying. Very awkward. And Vaughn apparently is going to rub oil all over you. <laughs> so if you're interested in that sort of a trip, Go to iTunes, leave us a review, screenshot it, email the screenshot to contact at andyfrisella.com with the subject line review contest. All right? So that's that. So what's up, dude? Well, dude, I got a lot of uh, feedback about how much people loved us just sort of talking about movies and stuff. What movies? Like, do we talk like about movies? Carrie. We talked about oh, Carrie yeah, I about and that. the scary movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, we don't have to get into it right now, but I, I do think people are interested in knowing, you know, occasionally you talk about favorite movies and stuff like that. Is there a movie that you watch that you want to just run through a brick wall after you watch it? A brick wall? <laughs> um, no, I don't know what a brick wall is, so I don't know that Excuse I was me, like let a, me enunciate. Yeah. A brick Tyler, wall. do you know what a brick wall is? <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, dude, there is actually. It's called The Program. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but you told me about the All part these the Young Bucks listening yeah. have no no idea yeah. what the program is. Okay? And that, that movie came out when I was playing high school football. So, like... Is that place on the table? Yeah. Okay. Starting defense. Place, place on the, on the table. table. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's that dude's name? Latimer. Yeah. So, I think that was the first movie to come out that actually showed the behind the scenes of a lot of things that go on. And They tried to, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a, you know, it's yeah. a... The, who's the, the ho- who's the star of that movie? Fuck, I don't know that guy's name. Uh, the quarterback guy, though. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, I have to watch it. I really do. I need to watch that in Pacific Rim. You never seen? You've seen Pacific? No, Rim. you've talked about Pacific Rim a lot. And, you're and, lying, uh, dude. You, no, dude. You never saw the original? I never saw the original. You're full of shit, dude. Yeah, I know you're lying. I know is all We've I know been is talking the, about that for three <laughs> years. I know, but all I know is the Andy Frisella <laughs> review, which is it's so bad, it's awesome. Did you you seen it? Yo, a hundred fucking times. Is it not one of those movies that you it's watch? It's like Resident Evil. Dude, exactly. It's like, it's, it's, I watch those just like that too. Yeah. Dude, it's one of those movies that if it's on, you just yeah. fucking turn it on. Like you watch it. Yeah. That's so because like, you can be entertained like by Rocky not actually Four? even paying attention. Huh? Like Rocky Four. No, I don't watch that movie, man. Like I like certain parts of it, but that's not a movie that I watch when it's on. Like, what, is that one that you watch when they're on? Like well, if it's that's, on, you watch my, it? That's my era. So mine is like know? Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, okay. If that's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. If uh Gladiator. 
Gladiator's on, I watch it. If Braveheart's on, I watch yeah. it. If uh, Glory, Pacific Rim, yeah, Glo- dude, Glory is one of my favorite fucking most, movies. You need to literally tell young people to go watch that movie because most people Glory, don't know about that movie. Glory is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, period. If you're not moved and inspired by that movie, something's wrong. Dude, with it'll you. probably make you cry. Honestly, yeah, yeah, um, it will. Give them hell, fifty fourth. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. a dude. That's a fucking like, dude. Even thinking about that movie gives me chills. Yeah, no, it's a great, yeah. great movie. That was Young Denzel. Yeah, it was. Young Denzel. I've never seen a movie. I haven't seen all of his movies, but I've never seen a Denzel movie watch or Denzel. Boy, I'm really off today. A Denzel Washington movie that I didn't like. Dude, oh, dude Man on he, Fire. It's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, dude, movies. that's a movie I watch when it's Deja on. Deja Vu. Never uh, seen Man, Man on, on Fire. Fire's been on a hundred times lately. Like, yeah. 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 I like Man on so, Fire. Um, but Pacific Rim is definitely one of those movies that I will watch. I mean, are you really surprised he hasn't seen it? He just now started following First Form today, <laughs> 10 minutes ago. I thought I followed First Dude, Form. Dude, we've been talking just... about a Pacific Rim for three yeah, years. Yeah, I know. I and you've never watch it. watched it. I gotta watch it. And it's there's, even, there's even a sequel, isn't there? Yeah, dude. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so bad, it's good. So, <laughs> so you're going to explain uh, like to every people- Every rock movie? Huh? <laughs> like every rock movie? No, there's certain rock movies I won't watch. Yeah. Dude. Like, so- uh, that. what's that one where he's Standing like- Tall? No, Standing I like that. Tall's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like the early rock. That the rundown, okay. Standing Tall, like walking, San Andreas. It's not Standing Tall. Horrible. It's Walking Tall, by the walking way. Walking Tall. <laughs> um, dude, but there's some movies he did like in that middle section that are bad. Yeah. Like, uh, San Andreas. No, I thought San Andreas was okay. Oh, I'm was... talking about the middle when he was trying to be Hollywood, but he, he... the pacifier is that dude, one. No, yeah. <laughs> look, he did go into like the look, Disney theme. He for went a while. like the Ice Cube route. Yeah, where like he did all these family <laughs> movies and shit for a while. And like, see, dude, I know what he did. Like, he he was like, oh, okay, I got a couple movies. I'm gonna try try to be Mr. Hollywood. Actually, this is a great this is a great fucking lesson in this. He's like, all right, I'm gonna. And he lost. He went from like 260 down to 220. He got real skinny, and uh, dude, he tried to be like a Hollywood actor, and it didn't work. He got cast in all these weird movies, like. Uh, the family it, movies, the pacifier, yeah, yeah. The fucking weirdo ones. Yeah. Then, dude, he went. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be the Rock." And he went back and he he made a uh, that movie with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Pain and Gain, Pain and Gain, and he came back fucking jacked and yeah. huge and like with the attitude. Mm-hmm. And dude, that's when his shit came back. Then he did like uh, you know the Fast Five and all that shit, and he did all the. Fast and Furious is, and dude, that's whenever he became the fucking Hollywood stud. Yeah, no, but dude, right. the lesson there is, dude, being yourself is the best fucking way to go. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. That's yeah. why it's so authentic. That's why he's such a likable guy. Like yeah. everybody likes The Rock. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, he's but dude, impressive. yeah, there's definitely movies in the middle that are that are pretty pretty yeah. hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just being real. So it might provide a good segue into our topic today, but uh, you know, you and I were talking about how we were so excited about last night like what happened that we couldn't sleep yeah um you want to give people like a like like a small little preview of no of, you can okay well guys uh, you, you guys know we have uh, the arte syndicate going on and yesterday andy and ed gave a just unbelievable conference call and it just got all of us so excited about it and it's uh it's a movement like like that's literally going to change the world yeah there's so no question but especially there a- especially after what happened last night yeah yeah yeah, but there was a question uh, that that was presented to Andy, and then as he was talking about it, he was thinking, "Yeah, we should talk about that a little bit more in length in the Sunday sermon." Uh, yeah, so. I thought it was a great a great way to to really bring up a topic that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, and these guys, by the way, that we talked to, 
they're very successful. These are these are people who are earning, you know, seven figures a year, uh, high six figures, seven figures a year. They're successful financially people. And um, this question that we got was uh, a guy who who was obviously he's successful. He wouldn't be in the group because we we filter everybody out. Um, and he said, he's like, look, man, I'm struggling. I'm 42 years old. I'm struggling. I'm having a really hard time um, figuring out what my purpose is other than, you know, selling shit and taking care of my family. And I feel empty inside and I'm not happy with what, what I have going on. And I want more. A lot and, of restlessness. Um, huh? A lot of restlessness. Yeah, for Dissatisfaction. Sure. For sure. Yep. And I think, um, you know, that is a common issue with people, right? They always feel empty no matter how much they succeed. And this is why you have people who make millions and millions of dollars and then fucking kill themselves. And people are like, oh, how come, how come he killed himself because he's rich? He had it all. No, that has nothing to do with it. You're going to feel empty if your only goal in life is money. And we talk about this all the time. And and um, one of the things that, that I think people have to understand is that you know if you're not contributing to something good if you're not feeling good about what it is that you're doing if you don't see uh if you're not able to help other people or pick other people up or do service to other people you're gonna feel empty service to other people is the ultimate fulfillment all right and i don't mean like going down to the uh you know i don't just mean going down to the you know the food pantry on Christmas and serving meals. Like a lot of people think that's service. Right. And it is service, but once a year really isn't that fucking great. It's not something you should be bragging about. You know what I mean? Right. We're talking about consistently building your life around contributing to other people. And um, one of the things that you need to be aware of when we talk about, you know, because we just talked about fulfilling purpose a couple podcasts ago. Um, And a lot of people have issues with figuring out what their purpose is, obviously, and that's what that podcast is about. But this podcast is more so, I want it to like hit on a different note where it's for the people who may have, think that they have, they've had their purpose for the last 20 years, but they feel empty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I want you guys to be aware of is that struggling with your purpose a lot of times it can feel like I don't know what my purpose is. Like, what is it you're doing? Okay. You're doing something that you like doing. You're doing something that you're good at. You're solving problems that frustrate you, which are all things we talked about on the last podcast, but you feel like it's not your purpose. Well, clearly you were gifted with certain skills that allow you to be good at what it is you're succeeding at right now. So if you feel empty, if that's you, and you feel empty right now, I want you to understand that the reason that you could feel empty and unfulfilled has not, it could have nothing to do with what it is your purpose, okay? It could have everything to do with how you feel about yourself, all right? A lot of people mistake being off track or not fulfilling their reason for being here and not pursuing their purpose as the problem when, and actually the problem is, and in reality what the problem is, is that they don't feel good about who the fuck they are as a person, okay? And that's something that a lot of people struggle with. You know, like they built a good business. They've 
been in business, like, like, you know, they've been in business for 20 years. They're making good income. They're taking care of their family. They're doing all the things they're supposed to do, but they still feel empty. Well, let me tell you something. The reason you could still feel empty might be because you're doing things that are out of alignment with what you know to be right in your heart as a person. Okay. And that's, that's a big problem. Now, are there people absolutely that are have gone 20 years not fulfilling their purpose? Yes. And the way to know that is you probably hate your fucking job. You probably hate your fucking career. And I'm not talking about having a bad day, okay? Even I have, dude, three out of the fucking five days that I'm here in the office during the week are fucking stressful and frustrating and this. But the overall of what I do, I love. Okay, that's because you take pride in it. And I think that's where a lot of people get off because they don't they don't internally take pride in what they do. I fucking live for it, dude. Yeah, exactly. But dude, but like, dude, I live like people don't believe it when I say this. Like I live to come in here and give motherfuckers raises for real. I think about all the time, like in the shower every morning. I'm like, man, what about this guy? And what about that guy? And what about this guy? And I'm constantly thinking about who I can bring up and who deserves and has put in the work to move forward but that's also a measuring stick for you know the job that you're doing as well too is it not what do you mean if you're willing to give somebody a raise that means you've done your job as a leader to create yeah, other that's leaders. my point exactly. i want to develop these motherfuckers so that they can go out and conquer the earth right that's my goal you know what i mean i know not everybody's going to leave or not everybody's going to stay here and not and and some people are going to leave but my goal is to make sure that they're equipped to fucking succeed and nothing is more rewarding than to see someone succeed in a model that you've designed. That's fucking cool. Okay. And a lot of, uh, you know, people who are in business just don't think that way. They don't look at like service. They think of service as what I talked about going to the food shelter or the, the homeless shelter and serving meals on Christmas instead of like being in service to your employees every single day, meaning, I'm contributing to their growth. I'm teaching them things. I'm helping them improve. I'm helping them grow. I'm helping them get to a position where they can provide for their families in a better way or they can fulfill their dreams in a better way. That's fucking service too. But the problem is, is a lot of fucking people who own business look at their fucking employees as fucking cogs in the machine that are easily replaced and they don't care about them. They don't care about developing them. They don't want to pay them more. They don't want them to progress because it costs them money, when it, which, which that's not even true because if your employees progress, you're going to make more money. But the, the truth of it is they just don't fucking care about people. And dude, I, don't, I know a lot of successful motherfuckers that make a lot of money, but they don't give a shit about their employees. And in turn, they feel like shit because they know it's fucking wrong. Yeah. So I think the specific words that you use when you, answer that guy's question was that, uh, dude, you're thinking that your dissatisfaction is coming from what you do instead of who you are. And so I guess my question is like, dude, I think that's a huge fallacy, bro. Yeah. I think people are ignorant to it though. People people are They They misunderstand it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Go ahead with your question. No, I was just, so the the point I was going to make is that you're, you're talking about serving people. You're talking about like, completely overhaul how you do things as a person or who you are as a person, but what would you say are some practical steps to begin to... Well, let me back up just for a second. So, I feel like the the whole space that we're in, you know, where, it call, where it's called self-development, 
I feel like to some extent that that's a really bad way of describing it because I think that the kind of thing that you're talking about isn't just like, oh, I'm going to improve myself. I'm going to become a little bit more honest and a little bit more. No, like when I think about what happened to you when you were stabbed and the changes that happened there, that wasn't that wasn't you becoming self-improved. That was a massive transformation in your life. So, so when you talk about people changing who they are, who they are, we're not just talking about oh, I want to lo- like become a little bit better person and do some good needs. We're talking about massive transformation, so that you just become the kind of person that's more satisfied with who you are. So, in practical terms, how do you think people go about doing that? You fucking do what you know is right. Okay. Okay. It's uncomfortable to do what you know is right all the time. It's easy to go with the flow, but you know in your heart what is right and what is wrong. You know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't. You know when you're fucking cutting a corner on being on doing the right thing, like where you're like, "Oh, I'm doing 70% of the right thing, so that's good enough," right? Yeah. No, it needs to be 100% drawn in the fucking stone the right thing all the time. You know one simple question I started asking myself like a year ago? Would a CEO do this or that? That's a great way to look at it. It, it's, but it pops in my head but, every fucking time. But your your perception of a CEO is probably a lot different than what most people's perception is of a CEO. Probably. Yeah. Right. So so basically, whatever you know is but the you right would, you thing would look to at do. it like like a, who would you admire? Yeah. Like right. you know, I look at you. I look at Chris Cavallini. People who have like great discipline, and it's like fuck. You know, when you talk about picking up a piece of paper. You know, like it'll trigger my head when I'm doing my laundry. It's like, do I want to wait till tomorrow to fucking do this or should I just get it out of the way now? Right. Because otherwise that shit's going to start building up and building up. Not just the laundry, but the whole list of shit that I got to get done throughout the day. Dude, that's people don't realize how insignificant or how significant little things like doing the laundry when you're supposed to do it are. Right. You know, so what I'm hearing you say is don't worry about focusing on becoming Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King overnight. Whatever you know you need to do that's right, do that. Yes. Start with that. Yes. And that'll build. Yes. That'll, that'll, it's just like anything when we talk yeah. about, like we've talked about before. Dude, when you practice guitar, guess what happens? You get better at guitar. When you practice hockey, guess what happens? You're going to improve at hockey. When you practice doing the right thing, guess what also happens? You get better at doing the right, right. thing. Right. Okay, and this goes for all characters. It a habit. Yes, exactly. And that's why what he said a minute ago is so important, where he talks about doing the laundry. Well, yeah, it would be easy to, to know that you need to do the laundry and say, fuck it, it doesn't mean anything, and throw the shit off till tomorrow. But the truth is, you're eroding the habit of discipline instead of adding to it. See, every action that you that you take is going to add to one of your habits or take away from one of your habits. And when you aren't conscious of that, it's really easy to erode good habits that you've built over time. And it goes from, you know, I was once, dude, look, I'm a perfect example of that. I'm a guy who for most of his life was in pretty fucking good shape. I was in, I was in good enough shape to where most people would say, damn, dude, I wish I was in that good of shape. And what happened? I went home because I was stressed and I ate a fucking pizza one night. Okay. Then the next night, what I do? It's another one. You're stressed I, about the pizzas. I, I, or you ate a fucking another one. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, like, fuck it. You know cycle. what? I'm in pretty good shape. I'm gonna eat another pizza. It ain't gonna hurt me, right? Then the next night it was Chinese. Okay, and that's how it starts. And then fucking a year later, I'm a hundred pounds overweight. That's how it starts. Dude, one thing that uh, a lot of people do not understand is the 
everybody's heard the saying, fake it till you make it, but they don't actually, so the, the reference to the laundry, like that's me faking being a CEO and having that mindset yeah. until I am actually Hey one. man, you know what? Sometimes you got to fake, you, it's not even fake. It's, it's what yeah, but it they is. see it as like, oh, no, I'm wearing a suit. No, what it is, dude, like a lot of people, like they feel guilty when they start to try to do, do something significant because they feel like they're faking it. But if you're ever going to fucking do it, you're going to have to go through that phase of where you're the only one that believes in the actions you're taking, yeah. right? And everybody else thinks you're fake. And you're going to have to roll through that. I love that you use the example of, of of the way you ate because it's funny. You have so many people that say, oh, I don't like a certain kinds of food. But there's all sorts of studies that say that you can actually retrain your taste buds to like certain kinds of food if you, if you kind of go incrementally over time. And I think there are a lot of people that it's so foreign to them to do the right thing that it doesn't feel good. It doesn't taste oh, good. Yeah, but feel- if they do a little bit at a time, over time, you start to get a taste for it. And you're like, man, this feels good to do yeah. the right thing. Yeah. And then you get more of an well, appetite that, for I think, it. I think, Vaughn, a big, big, uh, a big reason people start to feel good about it is they're aware of it. So, mm-hmm. for example, like you've been working out for a while now. And it's showing, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate um, it. But... And which is fucking awesome, dude. I mean, dude, even the other guys have said something to me about it. Like said, like they could tell you've been getting getting in. Well, it feels good to be consistent. Yeah, but but most people when they go to the gym, they're like, "Fuck, that sucked." Like yeah. when they're just starting out, yeah. right? But like they're not aware of the the implications of their actions and what it's going to create. So right. they miss out on the feeling of like because they never had it. Yeah. It's so foreign. Yeah, like dude. You know, if you take someone who's never been in a gym, they've never worked out, they've ne- they've never experienced what it can do, or never been immersed in the like you have, where you're here every day around people who are all into that stuff. Right. right. They've never been immersed in how it can change you and what the effects happen and like how you feel and how you act and how you look. They don't even. It's so foreign to them that they go to the gym. And they're like, dude. Why the fuck do people do this? Like this is horrible. Right. You know, like and and uh and the thing is is like it's hard to get it's really really hard to get those people to follow through on things because yeah. they have no experience. And that could apply dude, that could apply to people right now who are listening who who don't have a lot of money and they don't know any wealthy people and they've never been around someone who's created a successful business and they've never seen it. You know, the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life was that my dad was a business owner and I was able to meet other business owners. And all I fucking saw was motherfuckers out there building businesses and and succeeding. So how would I ever have any doubts of that? Yeah. Like, I don't doubt it. Like when people, when, like, I, like when I say, and you know this, when I say I'm going to do something in business, it fucking gets done. Absolutely. Like if I say, yeah, dude, yeah. we're going to be a billion dollar company, we're going to be a fucking $10 billion company. Yeah. I'm just saying billion because I don't want to freak everybody out with my goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. My real goal that I don't tell anybody is like 10 billion. But the point is, is the point I'm saying is, is that I was immersed in that experience. So I understand what's possible. And so, um, when you're, when you're not around that, you've never seen it. It's just like taking someone to the gym that has never been, and they're like, "Fuck, dude, this is impossible." Right? You know what I mean? And you're you're what you're describing is the benefits of something else you've talked about a lot in the podcast, although not for a while. It's the benefits of momentum. So I'm not I'm not where I'm not at this place yet, but I'm pretty close to getting to the place where where a lot of all of you guys are where 
you've worked out so much that you're almost like addicted to it. Like oh, dude, you love it. Dude, like you I want can, you want to do for, it. You I can know? speak for both of us. Yeah. Like how bad do you feel when you miss a day working out? In, mentally, I, f- I feel like an asshole. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. You know? Like I feel super guilty. So well, that's especially the, because that's the we benefit. represent. You, you know, become almost, sorry, Tyler, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, especially because from, you know, what we do for a living, yeah. we res- we represent a company that stands for these types of things. So when you miss a day, you feel like you're cheating your customers as well. We, yeah. By the way, just so you know, if you're not familiar with First Form's culture, we don't stand for perfect chiseled fucking bodies. We ch- we stand for having the courage to get up and do the fucking work, no matter what you look like. Absolutely. We stand yeah. for working your ass off to earn that beer. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So yeah, no, but I mean, it's just a, it's it's a great experience, and it's a great to to build that momentum and get to the point where you almost you're not worried about like peer pressure from outside you're actually worried about your own internal peer pressure and you're you letting down yourself and going no don't do this don't do this but it's a really positive thing it's just hard to explain i'm definitely not at that point yet but i'm getting there Uh, because of because you're gonna be there quick well i appreciate that but because of the consistency and it's like you say the little by little just doing it every day and how you can completely transform it's what we talk about like the work comes before the belief you're you're going through that right now yeah so like people don't know what that means like they think that, and if you listen to all the people on the internet and all the, you know, the do-gooder fucking woo-woo people, they're going to tell you, they're going to tell you, you got to believe in yourself. You could do it. This, that, the other. Well, the problem with that is, is that you've never experienced any results in that area of your life mm-hmm. that are significant. So you're like, what the fuck? So like, of course you're not going to believe it. The point is, is you have to, and we're going to talk about faith, which is a huge right. part of something else that we talk about. But yeah, yeah. You have to have faith, not in the sense of spirituality, but in the sense of the work. You've got to know that and believe up front before you you go out and do it, that if you do the work, the result will be there, okay? And, and dude, we have so many things in society that convince people otherwise because everybody tries to capitalize on people's misunderstanding of the process. They try to sell them a program. They try to sell them, you know, a system, this, that, the other, that all promise they haven't figured out. Well, the fucking figuring it out is right in front of your face. You're just not willing to accept it, right? You have to do the work. Name me one thing in life where if you go do the shit, it's as simple as digging a hole. If you stick the fucking shovel in the hole and you pull some dirt out and you throw the dirt over there, what do you got? Deeper hole. You got a fucking <laughs> hole. You want to bit, dig a bigger hole? You stick the shovel in again and you throw it out. Success is that simple. It is that fucking simple. It's just that nobody wants to believe it because they got to do the work. Dude, it's like that movie. Speaking of movies, it's I don't know if you've ever seen the Shawshank Redemption. But I love it's, that movie. It's, it's like Andy using the rock hammer yeah. and and over time digging, digging that entire tunnel and out it, of the and, penitentiary. And if you would have said, if somebody would have, if he would have told someone, Hey, I'm going to dig this giant tunnel with this rock hammer. They would have been like, dude, that's fucking impossible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And guys, if you have not seen that movie, you are insane. Because that's not great, only- That's another movie that fits into is. that character. Uh, I'd watch that when it's on too. Not only because of the, the 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 analogy of the rock hammer, but the fact that he crawls through all of that. Like, Shit. Yeah. Basically, it's a perfect all metaphor it. for and entrepreneurship. Then you come out, it's absolutely dude, it's beautiful. The Count, of, the Count scene, of Monte Cristo too. No, yeah, that, good call. I've never seen that. Oh. Yeah. That's a classic. It's good. That one scene is the fucking metaphor for entrepreneurship. Yeah. All right. You got this little bitty rock. You got to dig a fucking mile long tunnel over the course of years. Then you got to crawl through a whole bunch of shit. And then when you come out of the shit. Freedom. 
It's your rain. It's raining yeah. on you. It washes all the shit off, and you're fucking free. Right. That is entrepreneurship, dude. Yeah. That is building a business. Yeah. One thousand percent. It is going to take you a long time of working with little result. You're going to have to go through a ton of shit, and you're going to come out, and you're going to be like, "Holy fuck, this is the best thing I ever did." Right. So. We're talking about restlessness. We're talking about people struggling. We're talking about all kinds of shit. We are, but we're we're you know you, you we opened with this emphasis on on. Hold up, Vaughn. One thing I want to commend you on is actually getting a trainer because a lot oh. of people need that person to be accountable when they first start off on yeah. something. Like, dude, like it translates to having a business partner too. Like, how many times, even though you didn't need to be dragged through the oh, process, no, dude, dude, Tyler, I'm gonna tell you that people don't know this. And the first four or five years we were in business. Chris did all the work, and I was lazy as fuck. I didn't do shit. I laid on the couch in the back of the store, and I'm like, fuck this. Like, dude, there there was a point in time where where I didn't do anything. He did everything. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, but th- thank you for that. But for me, it was zero options mentality. Yeah. Like, in my, in my opinion, I came to the realization that I'm not going to do this by myself. I don't have the strength. I don't have the willpower. I don't have the ability. You, you, were, so struggling, to, you were struggling with it mentally. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But I also had to be, I had I had to be in a place where I just trusted somebody to tell me what to do and I was going to do it. Well, bro, it's and intimidating so, to do anything it is. new, right? It is. Like, it's intimidating to go to a fucking gym. It's intimidating to say, to tell all your friends and family, guess what? I'm starting my fucking business. Because yeah. you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, yeah. dude, you're an idiot. You should just fucking get a real job. Yeah. You know? Because no, that's, that's what they did. No, I'm super. So, yeah. So, Stu Beef at Output You get some guns on you, dude. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. What Stu- are you going to do with those things? Uh <laughs> One day you'll learn how to flex. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, what the fuck was this? Well, I, I wasn't really flexing. I was just kind of stretching. But uh, I'll, I'll, I can see him walking through the house. I'll do the cobra. Yeah, he's walking through the house, and, he, and I got to practice the cobra. The beach you is know, this way. You've already bought more mirrors for the house, haven't you? What's that? I said you've already I, bought I more mirrors. Not. Every no. reflective service. But I do you have to by. give a shout out to my to my trainer Stu at. Um, at output performance, he's a good guy, and it's it's just it's been really helpful. And Dude, I've heard it, really good things about output. Yeah, it yeah. is it is is really good. But uh, um, so what were I say? Oh no, so we were talking about like dealing with that restlessness and that and that and that sense of dissatisfaction by by focusing on maybe it's not what you're doing and maybe it's who you are. But I want to add another layer to the conversation, and that is that sometimes people are really restless. Sometimes they're dissatisfied, but that's a good thing. You know? Yeah, dude. It means you have fucking standards. Yeah. So talk about that, man. Well, dude, I I just think that's a that's something that it goes along with being a high achiever mentality, or you know what what uh, Tim Grover would call a cleaner. Like, you can have everything and going for you the right way in the world, and if you're still restless, guess what? You're a cleaner because, dude, you're the kind of person who has to just you're just addicted to accomplishing shit, and there's nothing wrong with that. It makes you feel crazy. Right. You feel crazy. Like, I have to text him once, probably every six months, and be like, dude, am I fucking crazy? And he'll always be like, no, dude, they're crazy. Yeah, but right. Like, but, like, um, you know, <clears throat> I think it just says, you know, like, dude, I want more. I want to create more. I want to I want to contribute more. I want to do more. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, here's a thought. I mean, dude, I, just... think, I think the worst thing that you could be is content. Right. The worst thing you could be in life is to look around and say, man, I've done it. Yeah. Because you know what? That's the pinnacle of your life at that point. That's the end of you experiencing greater things, which is sad. Yeah. That's a bad place to be. Yeah, you you were just mentioning Tim Grover and you said, Am I crazy? No, they're crazy. You know, here's a here's a radical thought. What if in 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 fact, what if 
the people like you, the people who are obsessive about, you know, personal potential and and success, what if that is what human beings were meant to be like and everybody else is the insane person? Look, like maybe you're sane and everybody else is insane. Look, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody has to be a type A personality. I'm not look, saying that at all. I personally believe that all people are born that way. I think all people are born the way that we're talking about now. Yeah. They're 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 achievers. Something happens to them along the way. They get a teacher, they get a coach, they get a parent, they get an uncle, they get an aunt who sells them on the idea that they're not supposed to do that. Or they get an experience, they get fucking, you know, something bad happens to them mentally or somebody that they trust and love puts the idea in their head that they're not worthy or 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 good enough to do something great. Right. And I think that ruins literally 97% of people's lives. Right. And that's a statistical fact. I did a fucking study on it. I think just kidding. I think it's not <laughs> I think it's not a coincidence that one of the most impressive guys who has been on our podcast in terms of just the way he thinks, the way he sort of creates the life he wants, Charlie Jabbly. Yeah. I think it's not coincidence that he's kind of like a big kid. Yeah. You know, like he thinks yeah. he's very almost childlike. Yeah. Like he doesn't even think about, yeah. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. He's like the kid. No, in the, you it's, know, it's when the other people come yeah. in our lives and they say, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And then you're like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you are, you know, that Santa's not real. And right. then all of a sudden your fucking bubble bursts and you're like, fuck. I'm not special. I'm not like, and, and dude, they, people buy into that shit and then they go that other path, man. They go yeah. that path of just, you know, I'm going to get to this and dude, that's also why you see so many lives fall apart, right? People that aren't dissatisfied, they get content and what, what happens, man? They lose their fucking house. They lose their family. They lose, you know, their job. They, their shit falls apart because they're not sharp anymore. They're not you know, getting better. They're not improving and the world catches you and takes a big bite out of your ass. I think everybody's that way. The, the idea of like perfect bliss. Oh, like, dude, I see this fucking word all over the internet right now. Oh, we should be living in bliss. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> dude, fuck you. You know what bliss for me? Coming into this fucking building every day and seeing these fucking young guys kick ass, helping people change their fucking lives. And you know what? I got some fucking stress from it. And I have some things that I don't like about it. But you know what? That's fucking bliss. Right. Bliss is not sitting with a fucking lemonade on the beach with sand on your fucking feet. Get the fuck out of here with that. 100%. You know and, what I'm saying? And you said it before, but successful people don't deal in the ideal. They they oh, deal in the real. It's and bullshit, there's, there's something better than bliss, and that is that looking at reality with two eyes wide open and choosing to have a positive attitude in response yes. to it. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, so I, something I want to bring up also in regard to this whole restlessness thing is that as active as you are in business and social media, those of us who have been around you for a long time... Uh, there are times that you completely go off the grid. And I've, I've come to realize that these are calculated things. And I want to talk about that because I think so many people are so immersed in our culture, which is like totally mediated, totally full of distraction, that one of the things that's probably true is maybe there is something going on inside them that is a legitimately bad reason why they're, why they're restless, but they keep themselves so busy they don't even take the time to like look inward and think about, oh, okay, that's what's bothering. So talk a little bit about like the process, because I know sometimes you just you just unplug, you well, just go I, off the grid. I, yeah, 
I start, I start moving away from where I want to be as a person. Um, and the truth, when that goes on long enough, I pull away and I get fucking corrected. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, I audit myself, my actions, my words, what I say, how, 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 how hard I work, how creative I am, um, how helpful I am, how contributing I am. And when I start to get away from that, dude, I pull back and I get refocused and that's it. And it's, I, I always like, like to say to somebody, if somebody in Andy's situation can do that, you can too. Oh yeah. You know, there's a, there's a the great, world's not going to fall apart for you taking a no. minute to figure out what, what it is you want. No, there's a great, uh, there's a great saying, uh, it was coined. It was a, it's a phrase that's coined by the Harvard sociologist, Joseph Nye, and it's called the paradox of plenty. And basically he was saying that in this, in this culture, we're so bombarded with media. That's the plenty that, um, that we actually stop paying attention, not just to, not just to what's going on outside of us, but what's going on inside of us. So it's like how important it is just to pull away and just wh- however you do it, take a look inwardly and go, okay, I'm kind of miserable. I'm kind of I'm kind of dissatisfied. I'm kind of restless. Is there something bothering me? And nine times out of ten, if you take the time just to just to stop and ask that question, you're like, oh, that's what's bothering me. Right. And you can and usually deal with it. usually what I find it's something that I'm doing. Right. It's something that I'm doing. That you can correct. Yes. Yeah. Very easily. And by the way, when I come back from those um, from those uh, times away, I always take a time away from like being social. Like I don't go out to dinners. I don't drink alcohol for, you know, time a long time after that. I usually go like, you know, 60 to 90 days with no alcohol mm-hmm. so I can get that habit re- reset. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... So I guess final thing that I would, I, you know, we, we kind of touched on it be- before, but I think it'd be a good thing to wrap up with. And that is that so many people out there have restlessness and dissatisfaction because frankly, they have really warped expectations toward life just in general, like what to expect, what's going to make you happy. So I just speak to that. Well, I think a huge thing is, you know, um, that it- it's patience, man. It's understanding of what, how long time takes, you know, to, to make things materialize and they just don't understand it. And, you know, I see it, I see it in my own companies, dude. I have people who come in and a year later, if they're not making six figures, you know, they're fucking pissed off or two years later, if they're not making six figures, they're pissed off, you know? And it's like, okay, well, I'm glad you're pissed, but what are you going to do to fucking get to the point where you want to be, you know? And what happens? They fucking leave, right? you know? And, Um, unfortunately, you know, I think people, because of the way Instagram is and the way social media is and what we're, uh, you know, bombarded by all this fucking flash shit, people have this expectation that they're just, it's just going to happen. And that's just not how it happens. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's a big culture issue in society to where we've lost the idea, um, to put in 10 years into something or put in 15 years into Work something. hard. Yeah, man. And to slog through it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have these people telling all these people online to quit their jobs and fucking, if they're not happy, if they don't like quit their shit and like, you know, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, there's fucking lots of days where I fucking hate what I do, but I ain't fucking quitting. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I am where I am. Right. And, you know, um, and like, dude, there's, you got to be aware, right? Is there upside in your position? Like, are you able to grow a career? 
You know, or if you're working at McDonald's and the best you're ever going to be is a fucking fry cook, yeah, that's something maybe you want to go find another job. But um, there's just, you know, there's just unrealistic living examples of, of life and culture all around us 24 hours a day. Of course, that's going to affect people's perception of what their life should be like. Well, you've said this before. You know, you don't see fucking a million people. You don't see a million people following a dude on Instagram who makes fucking you know, three grand a month and lives in a fucking $400 a month apartment. Like that motherfucker don't have a million followers on Instagram. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the, but most of the million followers following that motherfucker, that's how they live, you know? And they're, they're freaking the fuck out. Cause they're not like that dude. Well, dude, what did that guy get to get there? What did he give? You know? And, and they're like, Oh, well he gave, he worked for 20 years. Well, I don't want to work for 20 years. I want to work for three years. Cause 20 years sounds so hard. And dude, this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. You know, people, they don't have faith in the work, man. Like I think, I think on top of, you know, the outside. Let's say I said ninety-seven percent of people are crushed by their peers or people they love and care about, told to be normal, and they couldn't be great. I think the other fucking, you know, let's say the two percent, you know, or the other contributing factor to those ninety-seven percent is that they look at they they look at how far they got to go and they say this to themselves. What if I do all this work and it doesn't work out? What if I fucking work as hard as I can, do everything I can, do do everything I can to get ahead, build my skill set, put in the work, put in the time, and it doesn't work? And then they go talk to their friend, and their friend says, well, yeah, fuck that, that ain't going to work. And then they go fucking drink beer, and they quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Right. Dude, you and I know this. You know how much money, time, energy that we've wasted on previous businesses that didn't, you know end up working out yeah but holy fuck but nobody sees that well nobody sees that but like the shit that you learn through those processes like it's worth 10 times the money that you spent i know dude but like i said if you if somebody has not been immersed in it and they haven't seen it they don't have any representation of it in their own life they don't believe it It's, (laughs) it's just hard to get them to believe it they think it sounds like bullshit and like dude it's it's no different than looking at the top of mount everest and saying Fuck, I could never fucking get to the top of Mount Everest. Well, sure you can. It's very fucking simple. You're going to put one foot down and then you put the other foot down. Right. And not give up. And that's it. And you just keep moving. Dude, the funny thing is a lot of the people that say they don't want to work for fucking 20 years, if hypothetical situation, if you asked a lot of those people to work just for 30 days to get everything of their dreams. No, they wouldn't do it. They they couldn't. Right. No, but I I think think a huge fundamental problem, and we've talked about this actually a while ago on the podcast, but is this idea that uh, just a, a, a misunderstanding of the nature of the universe, and as you've put it before, people who think that that life on Earth or life in this uni- universe, is it's a playground, and it's not. It's a battleground. And realizing that that things don't aren't going to come easy in life, and, and happiness isn't going to come easy, and happiness is not going to come and stay. It's going to come and go, and there's going to be struggle. And it's amazing to me how many people don't get that. They think they think life on planet Earth is really just a, it's a playground and things should come easy and they're entitled to things. And I don't know, I, I, you know, obviously I believe in God, so I believe the universe is good, but that doesn't mean the universe is safe. Like there's, there's suffering in the world, there's bad people in the world, there's all sorts of things that are going to, that are challenge your, your happiness and you got to fight for it. But you know? once, but once you get, so you said something in there that I really like, happiness is going to come and go. Yeah. All right. So what happens the first time? Happiness comes and goes when most people in most people's lives. 
Well, they quit on they whatever it is. They fucking fold. Yeah, they fold. They fucking fold, dude. They go, they quit. They, and then they spend the rest of their life bitching about how they used to have fucking happiness and how they got fucked out of it. But the truth is, you know how successful people look at happiness when it goes away? They look at it like this. Fuck, I was able to create that at one time. So guess what? I'd create it again. Yeah. And again and again and again. And guess what? Eventually, they learn how to keep it because they got it and lost it and got it and lost it. And then they just get it and it's there because they're smart. Yeah. You know, but that's the difference in people, man. They and, and, And the truth is, happiness being in your life at one point in time should be enough evidence that it's you that creates it. Yeah. Exactly. No, I I hear you, and it it's it just it's. But it's go to any to, local bar, dude, and you're gonna hear fucking sob stories at every fucking bar stool about how they once had it all, right. and they fucking lost it. Right. As if it's just this passive experience yes. that we have no control over. Well, dude, yeah. I think, and no offense to the religious community, but I think that's a big problem with organized religion, which is why I'm not organized in my spirituality. They make people think that everything is God's will. And that everything is in the control of fucking, you know, this mystical force they call God and, and makes people fucking just accept the shit that comes their way. Yeah, I would I would argue that that's a misinterpretation of the way uh, they're wrong in the way that they interpret God's will. Like as if God just wants us to roll over and passively accept anything that happens to us. That's how most people right. that's how they no, justify I agree. it. I agree that that is how I, I don't believe that that's how we're supposed to understand it. I, but I think that that's how most people understand it. I, who are religious. You know how I look at it? Yeah. If, if God's supposed to be the creator and the father, which most people will say, well, yeah, he is. He's supposed right. to be. Right. Well, then why the fuck? Name me one father doesn't want their son to fucking mm-hmm. do the best they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a good, can I quote a Bible verse? Yeah. So there's a good verse in Philippians that says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. And that's a perfect example of we're called to to struggle. We're, t- we're called to work. We're called to work out you know, our place in life. But really at the end of the day, we do do that realizing that it's God's power that's given us strength and it's God's power that's given us the ability. So I think there's a paradox there that not everybody sees. Yeah, I get you it. Know? But that's because most people are fucking sheep. Right. Exactly. Okay. No, I, I so agree. most people will fucking hear, oh, it's God's will. And then they hear, oh, well, I'm a fucking piece of shit. That's God's will. He made a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, what he no, no, think. No, no, no. I agree. No, I agree. It's that's very, same, very that's passive. That's the same reason why I don't fucking talk about luck. Why I never talk about luck on this podcast, because if I say, oh, dude, we had this one situation where we got really lucky, everybody points the finger and says, see, see, he got fucking lucky, and they quit. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I hear you. It's bullshit. I'm with you. No, the the overall emphasis is on fighting for happiness, struggling for it, being active, you know, and not not just rolling over and playing dead and saying, oh, I'm just not happy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's about accountability, dude. Yeah, it it's is. It's about personal accountability. Yeah. It's about taking fucking responsibility for the decisions that you make. Dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you fucking pour a cup of water on the fucking fire, guess what happens? Fire fucking goes out. Right. There's not one time in the history of Earth where you fucking had a little campfire and you put enough water on it that the motherfucker didn't go out. That's the same. This is cause and effect. Your life is cause and effect. What you have right now is is a, a result of whatever decisions you made previous to that. That's it. It cannot be argued. It cannot be argued. I made a decision to fucking walk up to that guy's car window when I got fucking stabbed. I made a decision to do all that shit. I didn't blame him. I don't blame I don't blame anybody but myself. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you you just used the optimal word. I think people who chronically live unsuccessful lives are always looking to place blame. And instead, people who are successful, like, who who cares who's to blame? I'm going to take responsibility and choose to act. Yes. Yeah. And the truth of it is, is that, you know, we we are, <laughs> I just firmly believe what I'm saying. And, yeah. people, and people get mad when I say that shit because they're like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? Well, the questions you should ask is like, well, how did I get in this position in the first place? Because I will bet you a, anything, most of the bad shit that has happened to you in your life, it was a result of you making poor decisions. Most of it. Being in the wrong place, doing the wrong shit, doing shit you probably didn't know was not right. Now, are there accidents that can't be controlled? Somebody drops a beam on your fucking head from the, a skyscraper and you get crushed? Yeah, but the truth is, you you decided to walk on the fucking street while they were new construction. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I just don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's, you know, like, um, Jocko fucking extreme ownership. I, it's like every fucking, once you, once you accept that everything is a result of your decisions, you become in control. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, and like, there are, are there exceptions? Sure. All right. There's just fucking exceptions. There's things that are going to happen to you, but what can you do to make those things work for you? Right. It's like a game, dude. It's like a game. This happened to me. How can I use it? Yeah. Right? Dude, my favorite example is when, you know, people blame their spouse for cheating on them. It's like, let's let's fucking audit like what you what, what kind of partner you what the, first of all, you picked her or him. Second of all, what'd you do to fucking create that situation where that was even a fucking there's issue? Always, there's always two sides yes. of the story. And like I'm not condoning that, but I'm just saying, like, there's <laughs> There are things that you did that contribute to every fucking thing that happens in your life. Which people need to understand doesn't, yeah, doesn't make what they did right, but it and does. And like, dude, there's does, situations, yeah. right? Like, like, let's say, like, let's use an example. All right. Your, your daughter or son gets cancer. All right. Well, maybe that's not a result of your actions, but now you've got to own the actions, right? Right. And you've got to decide how we're going to make this into a good situation. And let's say the person dies. All right. That's terrible. It's fucking horrible. It's the worst thing ever. But you still have to figure out what you learned from that situation and how you can use it to be ultimately happier. Okay? And dude, you know, people are like, well, how the fuck do you figure that out when something like that happens? Well, first of all, you could use it to audit your own mortality and your actions and your life and how you're living, and that could ultimately improve you. Right. There's all kinds of things that could happen that actually result in things progressing in a better way. So here's here's the distinction that I think is important to make because I think when we talk about taking personal responsibility and ownership, I think there are people out there who think it means beating yourself up, and it doesn't mean that. It, it to, to me, here's an example from the Bible. So I think most people, even people who aren't familiar with the Bible, know that Judas is the person who betrayed Jesus. So after he did that... He felt horrible, and he went out and hanged himself, okay? Well, that's beating yourself up. Well, in the same book of the Bible, Peter actually denied that he knew Jesus, later on felt horrible about it, but then went and and basically reconciled with Jesus and said, he went back to him and said, hey, I, I really, I still want to serve you, you know, give me the commission and I'll go out and tell everybody about you. And I, and I think that's a huge distinction to make because when you talk about... Ownership. You're not take. You're not saying, 
oh, it's my fault and I'm going to beat myself up and I'm just going to feel guilty and just waller in self-pity for the rest of my life. No, you're saying, okay, my actions said consequences. I'm responsible for them. But instead of beating myself up and just going and hanging myself, I'm going to do what needs to be done to make it right. That's right. Is that a good analogy? Absolutely. I love it. All right. Yeah. Like going back to the happiness, like how often you're happy versus how often like you're pissed off or stressed out. Uh, one of my favorite analogies is baseball, like going to bat 10 out of 10 times. If you get three hits, you can make a fucking career off that. Yeah. And dude, do you think that they're not, do you think that they're pissed off the fucking six, you know, six, seven times that they strike out? Oh, that's a good point. Like they yeah. strike out six or seven times in a row and you're gonna be still, pissed. Yeah, but you'll yeah. bat three hundred. Yeah. That's still considered Dude, good. There's, yeah. You can be dissatisfied and restless right. under the umbrella of still being happy. That's the point people miss. Okay. Your overall life, okay, can be happy. And underneath that giant umbrella, there can be little sections of restlessness and frustration. That doesn't mean you're unhappy. And I think that is what people mistake a lot of times. You know, they have one situation or they have a situation that is ongoing. Like, you know, they have this person at work that they've got to deal with and it's frustrating them and it's making them angry. And every day they go to work, they got to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, fuck, I hate my fucking job. It's not that you hate your job. You hate this one aspect of your job and you're not doing anything to correct it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you have to fucking, you have to realize that just because you have one situation in your life, that doesn't mean you're unhappy. Just because you have 10 situations doesn't mean you're unhappy. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Definitely. Well, that's good stuff, man. I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, I, I, I just would close. Here's my final word. So people are restless. They're, they're dissatisfied. Um, if you look over the course of the history, the things that that philosophers and all the smart people in the world say that human beings hunger for, it's truth, goodness, and beauty. And in popular in popular terms, that means you want to you want to be your truth. You want to be your authentic self. You want to be honest with yourself. Goodness. You want to be a good person. You want to be doing good in the world, doing the right thing. And beauty. You want to be considered an attractive person. And that's not necessarily like physically attractive. It just means somebody that people like and admire. Um, I think those are ultimately the things that we should be we should be seeking for because as you if you as you've said as much as you like the the Lamborghinis and the nice stuff what Ed said is true like there's nothing that is as cool as you thought it was going to be that's right so so focusing on those core fundamental things that every human be- being struggles to 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 hunger for truth goodness and being beauty being your authentic self being a good person and and really seeking to be somebody who's who's truly admirable for the right reasons i think that should be our our ultimate goal in life yeah and if you do that if you do and by the way that's i love that if you do that what you're saying you're going to feel you're you're not going to confuse frustration with other areas of your life as I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Right. You see what I'm saying? Most people that say, I don't know what my purpose is. The reason they don't know what their purpose is is because A, they haven't developed any real skills yet. B, they're doing something that doesn't involve their real skills, their gifts, okay? Or C, they're living an immoral life uh, that's not aligned with their moral code and they're mistaking it as being unfulfilled from the other areas of their life. Okay, so if you want to have, if you want to feel like you have purpose, you've got to A, do something that you're good at, B, do something that you believe in, and C, 
live in alignment with your own personal moral code. 